Hey, good morning. Woo, we're going to have fun today. Well, it sure started out good, isn't it? Yeah. Praise and worship was awesome. Testimonies were incredible. I'll tell you what, what a great time. And my goal is to not to ruin it. Okay, so anyway, um, Pastor Mark and Amy, they're off uh, relaxing a little bit. I'll tell you what, they work so hard. It's incredible. Uh, it's just amazing the hours they put in. They love you so much. And uh, I'm just glad that they could get a little, away a little bit. And, uh, and so I'm here. Hey, and my name is Matt Kamer. Give you a little information. You're going like, why is that guy up there? And you know what? Coming up these stairs, I was feeling exactly the same way. I thought, why the heck? You know? So um, give you a little background why I am here is um, I've known, actually, I've known Pastor Mark for probably 20 plus years. <clears throat> and since he was three, no, just kidding. 20, 20 plus years, and I've just got incredible respect for him and Amy. They're just amazing people, as you all know. And uh, they just give their hearts, get everything. They're trying to just be walk in total truth. And I just have tons of respect for them. But um, I'm actually a businessman, and I started my first company when I was 18. And so that was, what, about 11 years ago. Okay, all right. Anyway, I did start my first company when I was 18, a little longer than 11 years ago. And actually, I just always loved business. And by the time I was 21, we had six companies, and we've just developed companies all of our life and just had a great time. And so now I'm a, a business coach. We help uh, individuals, nonprofits, churches, pastors, uh, companies, and that's what I do is coach people and, and coach things moving forward. So as part of that, I came and started working with Life Church. Obviously, because of my love for Pastor Mark and just incredible support, it's an honor for me to be part of this church and, and your lives and to help and, and to be part of this church moving forward. And can I just also tell you, I have such a huge respect for you guys. You're amazing. I, I see how friendly you guys are, how you, you greet people, interact with people, love on folks. At the break, I was seeing people praying over each other and just encouraging all your smiles and how hard you, your efforts and, and how you make this church a great place. I just, give yourself a round of applause. Woo! I mean, I really commend you. I, I think you're awesome. So today we're just going to have some fun. We're going to chat a little bit. And hopefully um, we'll just kind of talk about how we all can move together in God. Is that okay? Yeah. All right, good. So let's go to um, Matthew. We're going to do the Bible thing. So let's move to Matthew 25, 14. Okay. So that's going to be coming up on the screen, and you're pulling it up in your books, your Bibles, electric versions, whatever. And this is, this is the parable of the talents. And I thought this was so interesting that I felt led to talk on the parable of the talents, because remember, that's the story where um, the, the main guy goes away, and he leaves his servants in charge. Okay, and, and they got to be good stewards while he's gone. I'm thinking, man, maybe God's trying to tell me something. All right, Mac, lift your game up here a little bit. Okay, so I'm going to kind of paraphrase this, um, but it starts out, for the kingdom of heaven is like. First off, is that like, who wrote this, Matthew? What, what color is your uh, print in your Bible? Red. You mean this is from Jesus? Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, so Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven is like. Powerful concept. 
we'll see. So we ought to know what, what, what the kingdom of heaven is like, right? What that's going to be all about. A man traveling to far off country called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one. Okay, and then he comes back later. And I know I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but he comes back later and he, he goes, okay, I want to give an accounting of how you guys did with the talents I gave you. And how'd they do? Contestant number one, with the five talents, he said, hey, man, what did Jesus say? Well done, thou good and faithful servant. How many of us want to have that? Woo, okay, four of you. Cool. All right, four people. Now, how many of you want to have the well done, thou good and faithful servant? Woo, yeah, right on. Man, that's what I'm picking. I want that one. Okay, and number two, he said the same thing. You did good, and they invested it. They multiplied it. How about contestant number one? Bad day, huh? He comes back and he goes, man, you blew it. You, you took those gifts and abilities I gave you and you hit them. You buried them. You, you covered them over. You didn't multiply those things. And, and what he say? He actually, he kind of, bam, gives him the stuff, you know, and he just kind of kicks him to the curb. Now, none of us want that, right? Right. No. No, 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 no. Now, here's what I got out of this. Um, here's what I got out of this. You're going, yeah, Mac, I'd really like to know what you got out of this. First off, they were his servants. Did you get that in the first verse? That these are his servants. He didn't go to some other servants. I'm a, I own companies. I can't, I, I can't go to somebody else's company and go, hey, you, you guys get busy here. No. It was his people, his servants, that he said, hey, what did you do with the gifts? Did you, number two in there was it was he gave them his gifts, his goods. He, did you get that? So this is what Jesus was given to you, to me. He was giving his gifts, okay? And now in this verse, it's talking about talents, but really in, in the real, I guess, um, Greek leprechaun, whoever, whatever that said, you know, Greek lexicon, whatever it was, okay? Maybe not a Greek leprechaun, okay? But a Greek uh, leps, uh, lexicon, whatever. It, talents weren't really talents. They were supposed to be money. But were you born with talents or were you born with money? Talents, right? Yeah, so we're going to talk about your talents, your abilities, your gifts that God gave to you that he had specifically for you as stewards, so his, his gifts, his goods that he gave to each one of us, they received those talents and they developed them. Now, I'll just ask you, how are we doing on that? How are we doing on, uh, if this is really the kingdom is like, if we all agreed on that, right? The kingdom is like. If this is really the kingdom is like, how are we doing on taking our talents and using them for the body of Christ. You know what? When I started analyzing myself, I'm going, Mac, you're pretty pathetic. Dude. Because God's given us all talents and abilities. I look at Pastor Mark, and I'm, I just, I love the guy. He's so incredible. I mean, he speaks great. Him and Amy are so amazing. They've got incredible passion and hearts. They just speak incredible blessing over you guys. They never say a bad word about anybody. Uh, he's just got all these talents and abilities. And I look at myself, and I'm like, I'm like the one-talent guy. And I'm thinking, okay, I got the one talent, but I don't want to end up the way he did. Okay? 
And so I just encourage us all, first off, find out what those talents are and then to move them forward. Now we're going to go to um, uh, Matthew 23, 11. Pull that one up. That's just over a little bit. Or no, it's back a little bit, right? Matthew 23, 11. And this says, but he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. And I'll tell you, I love this church from this standpoint. You know, some churches, it's all about you serving the pastor. You know what I'm talking about? It's all like, hey, you got to serve in me. And, but you know what I love about this church? Pastor Mark's got a servant heart towards you. That he wants to serve you. How could, he prays for you all the time. How can we serve these people better? How can we help them with their finances? How can we help them with their, their marriage? And the leadership of this church, we're here to serve you. But you know what's so cool about that? You guys are amazing. As I'm coming here today, Mac, what can I do for you? What can I do for you? Because it's, it's like this relationship of cross-servant. Is that like healthy? Yeah. And you guys are amazing people. Because you've got servants' hearts. And I think you got that from Pastor Mark because he's such a servant. He wants to serve you. He wants to help you with your marriages, help you with your kids, help you with your finances. And when we help each other, well, isn't it just a happy day? You know, when we take the eyes off ourselves and we start focusing on other people. So there's, there's a real story there. Now, um, the first thing, let me ask you, if we're going to be the well, good and faithful servant, there's a process to get there. Would you like to talk about that with me? Yeah. Okay. The first thing that I noticed, and let's go to Hebrews 10, 24. And in Hebrews 10, 24, it says in, in verse 25, not forsaking the assembling together. So I'm proud of you guys. You're not forsaking that assembly together. You're hanging out here. I should, we should go to everybody else's house that didn't show up and go, hey, man, what's up? Because if we're going to receive the blessing of God, we've got to be in the proximity of it. You know what I'm saying? How many people have you known, how many people have you known that aren't in church and they're better off? I don't. That they get, they get bummed out, they get frustrated, and they leave the church, and they go, no, we're going to quit the church, we're going to go someplace else, and that their lives are better, their relationship is, is better with God. How many, I don't know anybody, because when we unplug, when we disconnect, things go downhill, right? Yeah. See, if I was an evil power, okay, ah, sinister, if I was a sinister evil power, And I was going, man, how can I mess these people up? How can I mess them up so that they won't get this, well done, thou good and faithful servant? The first thing I would do is I would think of the, you know, remember there's a connection. If there's a connection, it's positive. So I'd go, hmm, what happens if I connected you to a bad place? Then I could get you powerless, right? Yeah. When I grew up, I grew up in a church... um, I call it like a religious club, okay? You know, there's, there's business clubs like Rotary and, and stuff like that. When I was growing up, I went to a religious club. All, our family went there on Sundays occasionally, and it was these religious people, but they had no power. They had no relationship with Christ. So I, wasn't, I was connected, but I was connected onto a vine that wasn't producing, right? Yeah. 
So if I would have stayed in that, would I ever be successful? No. I wouldn't have been that good and faithful servant. I was connected. Now, sometimes we can get connected to other things. We could get connected to work. We could get connected to hobbies. We can get connected to a TV or TV programs. Will that help us to get to be that good and faithful servant? No. So one thing is, are we connected to the right group? And that's why you've got this card, Life Connections. And so, does everybody have this card? If you don't, raise your hand. I was supposed to do this earlier. If you don't, raise your hand. The ushers will give you one. I want you to check this out. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to help you connect so that you can grow in your relationships with God as a real healthy environment, real healthy thing to be connected, okay? So we've got, first off, that if, if we were the evil power, one, we'd have you connected to the wrong thing. And then also, let's check out, you know contestant number three, remember him? What happened to him? He was, he, he was, he was a servant, but what happened to him why he didn't succeed? Let's look back on that one. And I'm going to, um, this is in that Matthew 24. Um, it's actually 25, verse 24. And I'll just tell you, I'll read this to you. Lord, this is number what number three says. Lord, I, know, I, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you, you have not scattered. And I was afraid and went and hid that. So what's he actually doing? He's placing blame on the master. He's blaming God. He's saying, now how many of us, how many of you have seen somebody that quit coming to church because of blame? They go, oh, that pastor, he was talking tough to me. Oh, he was being mean to me. I quit. Now, in this parable, did Jesus go, oh, okay, I understand. Yeah, too bad for you, I guess. Let's do overs. You, we're not going to count it then. Uh, no, no, is that what he said? No, he said, boom. There's no overs. He said, I gave you the gift you knew in your heart. You were supposed to be wrong. Don't be blaming me. Don't be telling me nothing. You didn't use your gifts. You put the blame. You're making excuses. You're doing justification. Sorry. And he gets, uh, he gets the boot. Now, does that, did that happen anywhere else in the Bible? That's just one time. What about that Adam and Eve deal? The hippie couple, you know? The hippie couple in the garden. Okay. What about them? Did... They had, like, the blame deal going on, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, so um, Eve, she goes, yeah, it was the serpent. It's the serpent. So God said, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. It's the serpent. No big deal, right? Is that what he said? Let's do overs, overs. No, he didn't do that. Now, what did Adam say? Hey, it's the naked chick, man. It's the, that's why I'm doing this deal. You know, I actually thought that was a pretty good excuse. But God didn't take that one either. God didn't go, oh, I guess you're okay then, you know, because it was naked chick, you know. No! Boom! He said, not going to fly. Not going to happen. And throughout the Bible, there's time and time again where David, Moses, all these people, they want to put a blame on not doing what was right 
And God says, no. So I'll tell you what, I just commend all this, and right now I'm speaking to me, okay? That I can't be blaming others. I can't be justifying why I'm not serving God. I can't be, I can't be making excuses, those three areas, on why I'm not fulfilling the, God, the, the calling of God on my life. Or I'm not going to get the well done, the good and faithful servant, right? It's not going to happen. So the first thing I had to do is I had to get real about that. Diane and I used to be involved with a large drug treatment facility. And it was, it was the largest faith-based uh, treatment facility uh, in Idaho. We had thousands of clients. And what we, what we saw is when they disconnected, we knew they were, when they were going to relapse. Because they disconnect from classes. They disconnect from showing up. And what would happen? Boop. They relapse and go back to prison. And so for me, I thought, man, I've got to stay connected. I've got to develop my gifts. I've got to be around good of people to associate. And then I can move forward. And so what I did is I connected 30 years ago when I got saved. I connected to a church, a life-giving church. I connected. You know what I did? I didn't know what my gifts and abilities were. So I said, I'm going to be an usher. The smartest thing I ever did. For 15, 20 years, I was an usher. But see, what did that do? And I bless you, ushers. I'm so proud of you. But see, I didn't know what else to do. But I said, look, I'm going to do something. And so I I became an usher, and I thought, I'm going to serve. But what happened was I got to be around good people. Good guys. These ushers are amazing. And I got to be around good quality people, and they could kind of help me and give me some wisdom. I didn't know what I was doing. I never grew up around you know, I, I, if you look at my family, look in Wikipedia, search under dysfunctional, you'll see my family, okay? I mean, they'll be the ones with guns and knives, you know? It was, I mean, it was a sorry lot, you know? I moved out when I was 16. It was just a wreck of a place, you know? I mean, but, and probably because of me, I, I suppose, but uh, that's probably another story. Okay, um, so, but I got to be around these ushers and these good quality people, and they help mentor me just subtly, nudging me in the right direction. And so, the main thing is get connected, move forward in that process. Um, could you put verse four up there? Now, this isn't in your this version of your Bible is not in your Bible, okay? But put verse four up there, okay? This is a Mac interpreted Bible verse. God cannot steereth a parked charioteth. Okay? What that means, and like I said, it's probably not in your version. Okay? I don't know. Okay? But what that means is you got to do something. You got to get up off your keister. You got to sign up, get involved, and then God can move you down the road as far as your gifts and abilities, just like I did with the Usher deal. And once you get moving, then God can direct that chariot. God can direct you as a winner to be able to move in those right directions. Now, some of the areas that um, to help you grow that Life Church puts together, once again, I just commend the vision of this church, is number one is Wednesday nights. If you're not going to Wednesday nights, you're blowing it, okay? Wednesday nights is for believers. Do you think that's important? Yeah. And you that are, have gone to those Wednesday night services, they're phenomenal. You get to see God's power. You get to see people healed. You get to see lives changed. And there's a, a deeper level of teaching by Pastor Mark. It's incredible. So there's one. Then the next one is the Authentic Life series. 
The Authentic Life series, it teaches you your relationship with God. And then, actually, you go through kind of quizzes and tests, and it helps you find out who you are. And the, the gifts and abilities God's placed on you, those talents, that you can utilize for the kingdom of God. And then it shows you how you can apply those talents. So these classes are for you to move you forward. I get the privilege of helping teach one of those classes with Angie, and it's, it's a great experience. Um, then uh, the third thing is uh, Life Bible School. And that's another great, I, I got to teach a class there, and that was just awesome for me to be around you graduates and see the calling of God refined on your life. But that'll teach you so much uh, as far as how to move forward and what God's got for you. So I really recommend you plug into that. Another thing is the Holy Spirit classes. Plug into those classes. They're for you to help move you forward and identify those talents and abilities in your life and bring them out. Would that be important? Yeah, right on, right on. Okay, so here's what we're doing is what you guys have heard the body of Christ. So let's go to 1 Corinthians 12, 27. And what this says in 1 Corinthians 12, 27 through 20, it says, Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. And God has appointed those in the church, apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, gifts, healings, administration, tongues. The main thing is that the body of Christ is not complete without us, without you. So I want you to think about this. This is the way that I can figure this out, okay? Is that you guys are all like puzzle pieces. And God shaped you a certain way. And on the puzzle piece of your life, you got this image of the body of Christ. Maybe you've got administrative characteristics. Or maybe you're a pastor characteristics. Or usher characteristics. Or healing characteristics. But whatever it is, you've got the body of Christ imprinted on you those gifts and abilities. And if they're not brought forward, the picture is going to be incomplete, right? Have you ever, isn't that irritated you when you picked up a box at 500 pieces, you put the puzzle together, and it's like, ah, where are those other pieces at? I can't fix this picture. And they fell on the floor, they're in the couch cushions, something like that, you know? And so that picture will never be the same. It'll never be complete. And you know what? If you're not in the picture, it's not going to be complete. Because you're the body of Christ. And you've got those gifts and abilities on your life. And if you're not in there, it's not going to work right. It's not going to look right. It's going to be incomplete. And not only that, not only the picture is going to be incomplete, truthfully, you're going to be incomplete. I'm going to be incomplete. If we're not in that picture, what kind of picture is it? I don't, I don't want to be in that picture. I, I don't want to miss my piece being in that picture. I want to hear, thou, thou good and faithful servant, well done. I don't want my, piece, my, my puzzle piece on the floor, kicked under the couch. That's really serious to me. So identify how your puzzle piece is. And that's what that card is for. That's what these classes for. This is what the progression is for. Is that you find out how you're shaped. 
where you fit. So we all look better together, right? Yeah, amen. Because we know, you know, the, the concept of team, T-E-A-M, is together, everyone accomplishes more. We can do more as a team. See, just for this service, I think for this service today, I think there's probably like 75 people working to make this service work. There's teachers, there's greeters, there's ushers, there's people, there's camera people, sound people, obviously uh, music people, tons of people to make this work. For We did an appreciation uh, evening a few months back, and there was like uh, 250, 300 people invited to that. And I commend you to take your part in the body of Christ. Take your part in that picture, okay, so that, so that you can be counted and say, yeah, they're, they're, I'm fit. We work together. And aren't we stronger, too, when we're fitting together? Yeah. yeah. So important. So important. So really, if we're not fitting together, I'm bummed. Because I want to interlink arms with you. I want to I hook into you. I want to I fit in that puzzle piece together with you. Because together we're going to be more solid. We're going to be happier. We're the body of Christ. We're going to be together for eternity. So once again, just move forward in that. Find out what those are and utilize that. Now in Jeremiah 29, 11, and I love this verse. This is, geez, this is just powerful. I used to, um, I was going to say I used to go to Ada County, but most of you would think I stayed there or was something, I, I got in trouble. We used to do ministry at Ada County Jail. And um, I love to talk to the inmates about this verse because sometimes we get so beat up in life and we go, man, my life's over, my life's ruined, I've been beat up. And, you know, I've messed too many things up. I felt like that many, many times. And really, that's just a lie of Satan. He's trying to mess you up. He's trying to, trying to ruin your life. But I love this verse, uh, Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. God loves you. He adores you. He's passionate about you. And he's got plans to prosper you. He wants to see you increase. He wants to see you blessed. He wants to see you go forward. He wants to see you're his hands that you can love on people. You can encourage them. You can pray for them. You can uplift them. And he's got plans to utilize you in that. And he's got plans that he wants to raise your life up and increase you in who you are. So isn't it wonderful to be, have God flowing through us in that, in that way? Yeah. So hopefully, as today, the things that we learn, you know, how to be thou good and faithful servant, how to, how to do that. And just to recap a little bit, first off, that we're, we're connected, that we're in the right place. Don't let something knock you out. Don't hold on to that blame. Don't hold on to that blame in your marriage. Don't hold on to that blame in church. You know, I knew, I knew if I was putting on the blame, truthfully, if I'm putting the blame on somebody else, who's wrong? I'm wrong. If I'm putting the blame anywhere else, then I know that I can't change things and that I'm wrong. If I'm looking at somebody else that's offended me, somebody else that's hurt me, somebody else that's, I, the excuses won't work, the lies won't work. I had to be honest. The Holy Spirit, when I first accepted Christ, because I used to pretend I was a Christian. 
I know nobody out there has ever do that, but I used to pretend I was a Christian. And the first thing I had to do to get straight is, is God spoke to my heart one time, and he goes, Mac, you can lie to everybody else, but you can't lie to me. I know exactly where you're at. And I, man, on the inside of me, I, it's like a gut check. It's like, Ugh! I, got, I guess I got to be honest. But the only way we're ever going to have that change is to get honest and take the responsibility ourselves and go, yeah, I'm holding that bitterness. I'm holding that blame. I'm holding somebody else. Like, you know, I need to forgive them. I need to move on. I need to forgive that pastor, forgive that parent, forgive that boss, forgive that other person. And I need to move on and I need to be connected. So the first thing is to be connected. Second thing is discover what those gifts are on the inside of you. Start moving forward. We all talked about that, that God can't uh, drive a parked chariot, okay? And that we, we get in and that we move forward into how to, and how to accomplish that. Refine those gifts as you go. And sometimes it takes a while. I look at it as like a funnel that we get in and then gradually we just keep refining, keep refining, keep refining, keep refining. Because God shows us how he made us, and what he wants us to do. So keep moving forward. We've got the classes. We've got those things to be able to help you. We want to continue to help and serve you in your process moving forward uh, with, with Christ. And not only that, we want to work together. I want to hear what you've got. I want to hear your encouragement. I've had business people come as administrator. I, I, I want to network with people and see how we can make this church better. So as you fill out that card, too, I'm going to look over every card. I want to see what your gifts and abilities are. And if you've got things that you want to tell me or write anything, um, write it on the back. I'll be glad to look that over. I don't have time to meet with everybody in the world, but I want to, I want to be able to work, have us work together to, to touch more lives for the kingdom because this is good, a good crop here, a good place, a good field. And so whatever that, and I've had business people come, Mac, we want to make a lot of money for the kingdom of God. Rock on, man, let's do it. Hey, we want to send out missionaries. Woo, I'm excited about that. Man, we want to, we want to talk, help stop sex slavery. Yeah, come on, let's do that. Let's have big good goals. Let's, let's have big dreams. Mac, I've had people say, hey, Mac, we want to help the church. We want to help with the landscape. We, we want to help with the signage. We want to help those things. Come on. Whatever we can do to make the place better. Maybe the administration, maybe you go, yeah, but Mac, all I do is work on a computer. Man, I'll tell you, let's go. We need help in the office. Let's put those gifts and abilities together. Maybe it's in the children's ministry. Maybe it's with the youth. Wherever that is, get connected. It's healthy. It's healthy for you. You can grow, and it's healthy for us to grow together. So is that all good with you? Can I, can I pray for you a minute? Father God, thank you so much. Father, thank you that... And I, I'm so surprised that you'll just even work through us. You know, we, I mean, I look at myself sometimes. I'm so clumsy, so inept. You know, and Father God, how you'll love us and just be with us. And uh, Father God, thank you. Thank you so much. Father, I, I pray for these people today. I just... Holy Spirit, just speak to their hearts. Empower them. Move through the, in them right now to be able to guide and direct those next steps. And maybe they got challenges, maybe the financial challenges, marital problems, health. Father God, I know one thing. You got good plans for them. You got plan, you've always got a way to bring goodness into their lives, to bless them, to bring them forward. So I just speak that belief, speak that faith into them that we'll stand with them and see great things happen. 
in your kingdom. So, Father God, thank you for that. Uh, Father God, and we give you praise in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen.